Are you ready to take full control of your physical, emotional, and spiritual health? Are you ready to experience great success in your life? Health Talk with Dr. Diane M.D. will teach you the tools and strategies to help you take control of your health and inspire you to live your best life. Now here is your host, Dr. Diane A. Thompson, M.D. Welcome to Health Talk with Dr. Diane M.D. If you're just joining us this week, you're listening to part two of a two-part interview with urologist Dr. Mark Richman of Obsidian Men's Health. And last week, we focused on erectile dysfunction because we wanted to really focus on men's health. We've had a lot of questions from you, our listeners, and we wanted to answer some of them for you. Well, this week, we're going to be talking about testosterone deficiency. I want to let you know that if you did not get a chance to listen to us from last week, please check out the archives. They can be found at fmgradio.com forward slash Dr. Diane MD. You can also find them at my website, Dr. Diane Thompson. While you're there, please sign up for updates. If you come to my Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Dr. Diane A. Thompson, or my blog talk radio page, that's blogtalkradio.com forward slash Dr. Diane Thompson, you can also find archives there. And all the shows are found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio, so you can find us at a variety of places. And I do want to remind you that every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I am live on Atlanta's incredible radio, 1570 AM WIGO, where you can get the best in inspirational health information. And if you are not in Atlanta and you want to listen to the show, you can listen live stream at WIGOAM.com or ABNLive.net, and then you click Listen Live. Or you can listen via your TuneIn app by searching for 1570 AM WIGO The Light. I do want to remind you that the information that is presented in this broadcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. It is not meant for diagnosis or treatment, so please seek the advice of your healthcare provider before making any changes to your health. Well, the quote of this week is, Life is 10% of what happens to you and 90% of how you respond to it. All right, and I love that quote. I think it's so true. Well, we're going to get straight to our show. And joining me again, and he's filled with great information to increase your knowledge on subjects of men's health. We have Dr. Mark Richman. He is a board-certified urologist, and he's a specialist in men's sexual health. He is the co-founder of Obsidian Men's Health, which is located in Virginia. And you can check out their website for more information at obsidianmenshealth.com, and that's all one word. Dr. Mark, welcome back to the show. Thanks. Thank you very much, Dr. Dan. It's, It's great to be here. Now, as I mentioned to them, we talked about uh, erectile dysfunction last week, and we're going to talk about testosterone deficiency this week. And again, it's always amazing. We get so many questions from our male viewers about these things. Uh, We sometimes wonder if they have a conversation with their healthcare provider. But we wanted to start the conversation here and encourage them to continue it with, you know, whoever is managing their health. So, In terms of testosterone, let's just start from the basic. What exactly is testosterone? Testosterone is basically the male hormone produced by the testicles. And 
uh, hormones are chemical messengers uh, that are produced by glands, and in this case, the testicle is serving as a gland, and these chemical messengers can then enter the bloodstream and travel throughout the body to exert various effects uh, throughout uh, the, the body and can affect our physiology in many different ways. And what, what would be the reason a person's uh, testosterone level would decline? Well, we get, we get asked this question a lot. At, at, at Obsidian Men's Health, and you know, testosterone levels do decline with age, gently. However, testosterone deficiency syndrome, as as we like to refer to it, is not a normal part of aging. So, we do see a gentle decline of testosterone levels as, as men get older, but men should not be experiencing the symptoms of testosterone deficiency, and. We do hear from time to time patients will come in and they will, you know, say that they went to their physician with complaints of testosterone deficiency and they were sort of told, hey, welcome to your 40s or welcome to your 50s. You know, that's just kind of part of, of getting older. And that's not really true. So even though the levels do decline a little bit with age, testosterone deficiency syndrome is not a normal normal part of the aging process. There certainly are known causes of testosterone deficiency syndrome. Uh, there are some medical conditions which can dramatically lower uh, testosterone production and lead to symptoms of testosterone deficiency. Certain uh, pituitary disorders, which is the, uh, uh, the pituitary gland is the master gland that sits at the base of the brain and, and controls our testicular function. So certain disorders affecting the pituitary can then lead to uh, testosterone deficiency, thyroid disorders, and other medical conditions such as diabetes and chronic pain are some other known causes or contributing factors to declining testosterone levels. Certain drugs can also lead to a decline in testosterone production. Uh, there are prescription drugs which can lower testosterone levels, over-the-counter drugs, as well as illegal drugs uh, such as marijuana which can uh, cause a decline in testosterone production. But believe it or not, most of the men who come to see us for testosterone deficiency have an unknown reason for their low testosterone levels. And the majority of our patients with testosterone deficiency are actually idiopathic, meaning you know it's unknown why their testicles are not producing adequate amounts of, the, of this hormone. Now, you mentioned that a decline is, as people age is not abnormal, but the testosterone deficiency syndrome, that's not a normal thing. So tell us what are some of the signs and symptoms of testosterone deficiency syndrome. I like to look at the signs and symptoms of testosterone deficiency syndrome in a few different categories. And I break it down into basically three categories, the sexual symptoms, the non-sexual symptoms, and the signs and symptoms related to body composition or health. So in the first category of sexual symptoms, most people know that testosterone is the male hormone and it's a sex hormone. It's, it's basically what makes us men in, in, certain, uh, in, in certain ways. But there can certainly be sexual symptoms related to testosterone deficiency. And men with low testosterone levels will often complain of a low libido or a decreased interest in sexual activity. They're not as hungry for, for sex anymore. Other men will experience erectile dysfunction. 
which we talked about in, in, in your previous episode of your show. And some men will also just report a decreased pleasure from, from sex. They're having difficulty achieving an orgasm or they have decreased sensitivity during sex or their orgasm isn't quite as um, euphoric as, as it was previously. So that's sort of the category of sexual symptoms. But there's a very extensive list of symptoms that can occur in the non-sexual category. And men with testosterone deficiency will often report fatigue, lack of energy, lack of motivation, irritability, concentration problems, and sleep disturbances. So that's sort of a some of the symptoms we see in the non-sexual category of signs and symptoms. And then in the third category of uh, body composition and health, men who have testosterone deficiency will often report that they're having difficulty building muscle mass or they're losing their muscle mass or they're having problems with central obesity or truncal obesity. They're having a hard time losing belly fat despite diet and exercise. So I like to think about the symptoms in those three categories and I also like to emphasize to patients that not all three categories have to be represented in the, in the individual patient. So some patients may come in and they just have sexual complaints and, they, and it turns out they have testosterone deficiency. Other patients may primarily have non-sexual complaints such as fatigue and uh, dysphoria, irritability, lack of motivation. And then some men come in and they simply complain of difficulty with their athletic performance. They're not able to build muscle and lose their belly fat even though they're doing all the right things. You know, they're, they're exercising hard, they're eating right. And then you'll have some patients who may have symptoms in all three categories. So it can be very different from patient to patient. Is testosterone deficiency dangerous? Meaning if someone experienced some of these symptoms and they know that's what it is and, you know, they've, they've had the evaluation and we know that's what it is, if they choose to ignore it, are there any dangers associated with that? That's a great question. And, and I think there's, there, there's a fair amount of controversy on some of the issues related to this question. But in my opinion, there can be negative effects on a man's health with untreated testosterone deficiency. And testosterone deficiency has been associated with several different medical conditions. It's been associated with osteoporosis or brittle bones. It can also increase the risk of diabetes. There have been some studies to suggest that low testosterone levels may actually increase the risk of developing aggressive prostate cancer. And most of the studies which have been performed over the years have suggested that untreated testosterone deficiency can lead to an increased risk of cardiovascular disease in men. So most of the research out there has demonstrated that untreated testosterone deficiency can have adverse health consequences. So we are going to take a short break, and when we come back, we'll look at some of the treatments for testosterone deficiency, and we'll continue our conversation. So we'll be right back. Listen to Health Talk with Dr. Diane M.D. for tools and strategies to live a healthy, happy, and successful life. For details, go to drdianethompson.com. That's drdianethompson.com. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash Dr. Diane A. Thompson. 
All right, welcome back. If you are just joining us, welcome to Health Talk with Dr. Diane MD. My guest today is board-certified urologist and expert in men's sexual health, Dr. Mark Richmond. He is one of the co-founders of Obsidian Men's Health, and you can find out more about what he does on his website at obsidianmenshealth.com. And we are continuing with part two of our two-part interview where we're talking about men's health and specifically this week we're talking about testosterone deficiency. So Dr. Mark, how do you approach treating someone with testosterone deficiency? Well, the the first part of that, of course, is, is making the accurate diagnosis. And not only do we want to see a patient who's experiencing symptoms of testosterone deficiency, but we want to have laboratory confirmation of low testosterone levels. And once we've achieved that, you've pretty much made the diagnosis. And and the combination of symptoms and laboratory data will typically make the diagnosis. Before I actually talk about the, the specific treatments, you know, I do want to mention that there are certainly treatments available for some of the symptoms of testosterone deficiency other than testosterone replacement therapy. You know, there, there are certain ways to improve, you know, energy and motivation and mood, uh, as well as, as to encourage, you know, muscle building and fat loss. It's not all based on testosterone, and, and certainly some patients can make a lot of headway uh, with other treatment modalities and, and, and certainly uh, just lifestyle changes that can improve some of these symptoms. But we, we have a large number of men who come to us with testosterone deficiency and they are good candidates for therapy and they benefit tremendously from treatment. And generally, the treatment involves increasing testosterone levels to the range where the symptoms of testosterone deficiency are reversed. And the goal is correcting the symptoms and that's going to generally be achieved by raising testosterone levels to a certain point where those symptoms go away. And men see improvement in their sexual function, their energy, their mood, their motivation, uh, and their body composition. And there's pretty much two ways we can accomplish that. The most common approach is using synthetic testosterone preparations to raise their testosterone levels. And there are various synthetic testosterone products. We have uh, topical gels, patches, uh, we also have injectable testosterone, both short-acting and long-acting injections. There are also long-acting testosterone pellets, which can be surgically inserted uh, by a physician in the office that can provide uh, a means of, of raising testosterone levels. There's even a, uh, a buckle approach or an oral approach uh, where testosterone can be absorbed through the uh, mucosa of the, of the mouth. The other option which we employ in in a certain population of patients is instead of using synthetic testosterone products, we will use medications that actually increase a person's natural testosterone production. And it can achieve the same results by raising their testosterone levels. We want to see reversal of their symptoms, but it does so a little bit differently. That's going to actually be the patient's testosterone production rather than using synthetic testosterone that's produced in the laboratory. How do you um, decide the mode of delivery? You mentioned different ways of delivering the treatment. Um, How do you generally go about deciding who will get it uh, one method versus another? 
Well, one of the big questions we have to ask before treating any individual uh, with a, a with testosterone replacement therapy is we have to assess their fertility status. And men, younger men, or you know, not necessarily younger, but men who want to maintain their fertility, so they want to have children, or perhaps they want to have additional children, should not be treated with synthetic testosterone products. All of the synthetic testosterone products are going to have a negative impact on male fertility, so we don't want to use those products. So when we have somebody that wants to maintain their, their fertility potential, we're going to use drugs that boost their natural testosterone production. And those drugs will not have a negative impact on their fertility. So that's the first big question we have to ask before treating anybody. Now, once a patient says, well, look, I have all the children I want or, uh, you know, I, I don't want children, certainly synthetic testosterone products tend to be utilized more frequently. The Both products can work, but in terms of treating the symptoms, believe it or not, the synthetic testosterone products actually seem to work better than the medications which raise natural testosterone production. And that, and that is for unknown reasons. Uh, most people would think that, well, geez, if it's your own testosterone being, being produced, wouldn't that make you feel better than something that's made in the laboratory? But it seems that for whatever reason, men tend to do a little bit better on synthetic testosterone. But we don't want to affect somebody's fertility, and if they want to maintain their potential for having children, we're going to avoid the synthetics, and we're going to use drugs that boost natural testosterone production and hopefully achieve the same results. Certainly, there's a subpopulation of men who just feel better with medicines that boost their own testosterone production, but these drugs tend to work better in younger men. They're not so effective in, in older patients, generally over the age of 50. All right, if you're just joining us, you're listening to Health Talk with Dr. Diane M.D. And my guest today is urologist Dr. Mark Richman from Obsidian Men's Health. And we're talking about testosterone deficiency. And I wonder if you can comment on the duration of treatment. Once someone starts being treated, usually uh, what's the duration of treatment? Is this a lifetime thing? Is it just until the symptoms are improved and then you stop and you continue to monitor, like how someone who decides to go through this treatment, what should they expect? Generally, the treatment is going to be lifelong treatment. It's lifelong hormone replacement therapy. We just don't have a cure for most cases of testosterone deficiency syndrome. So if you diagnose that patient who has unknown reasons for their low testosterone levels, and you go ahead and replace them with testosterone replacement therapy, and they feel better, they see all the benefits of treatment, it's generally something that we would continue indefinitely. That's not to say that a patient can't stop treatment. Uh, they can stop it at any point in time. However, their testosterone levels will typically drop right back down to where they were before we instituted therapy, and their symptoms will generally return. So for most patients, it's lifelong therapy. There's going to be a small subset of patients where we, we perhaps we find an underlying reason for the testosterone deficiency. They may have a pituitary disorder or they may be on a certain drug that can lower testosterone levels. And, you know, if we can get that drug or we can, we can treat that medical problem and, and change their, hormone, um, uh, their, their hormonal milieu, then we can per perhaps treat them first the short term 
and the problem can be corrected. But the majority of patients that we see with testosterone deficiency, they have idiopathic low testosterone, and it's going to be a lifelong hormone replacement therapy. And are there adverse effects to the treatment? There's definitely risks. Uh, you know, generally the, the, the risk profile with testosterone replacement therapy is quite good. You know, this is a hormone that our bodies naturally produce, so it's it's generally has a good side effect profile. But there are some risks, and patients who go on testosterone replacement therapy uh, definitely need to be aware of some of those risks, and they need to be monitored appropriately in order to mitigate that risk. Overall, it's a safe treatment when it's used appropriately uh, and, and it's used in the appropriate patient. But it definitely needs to be uh, done under the guidance of a physician who's well-versed in, in treating testosterone deficiency because there are some risks and problems that can develop. And if they're not recognized in a timely fashion, it can be a problem. All right. And, you know, one of the things that, that we often get, people will ask about these natural herbs that they they will say will replace the testosterone and, and so forth. And I wonder if you could comment on that. Again, a lot of these things are found in health food stores. They're found on the Internet. And people are looking at natural methods of managing some of their illnesses. They're doing this on their own. And, and I wonder if you could comment on that a bit. That's a, a terrific, a terrific question. And I, I might hear that, that question almost every day. And... When it comes to natural means for raising testosterone levels, unfortunately, there's nothing out there with any good scientific data to support uh, its use. Uh, most of the products that, that patients can buy over the counter do not significantly raise testosterone levels. They certainly do not raise testosterone levels uh, to the point where we would expect to see a reversal of their symptoms. So... I generally have not had much success with any of these products, and I've had hundreds of patients who have tried them. Now, certainly with over-the-counter products, you know, there can be a significant placebo effect. And we know that some of the symptoms of testosterone deficiency can be improved by, by other means. So, you know, some, some patients who may experience a perceived benefit from over-the-counter products uh, are, are going to definitely be out there. But in my experience, these over-the-counter products are generally ineffective, and, and I certainly have not seen any good scientific papers to support that there is a natural uh, product out there which can significantly raise uh, endogenous testosterone levels. And my final question for you, I love to leave people with a question of the week. This is actually one that a lot of the wives of these men have asked about. And so because you are a treating physician, I wonder if I, we could get your take on it. You know, So for the woman in the life of a man who's undergoing difficulties with erectile dysfunction or testosterone problems, is there anything that we can do to offer the best kind of support? Because I think for, you know, this is, especially with erectile dysfunction, it is really a tough thing for a lot of men. And for the woman that's there who wants to offer support, you really many times don't know how to do it. So I wonder, as a physician who manages a lot of these patients, what would you suggest to women so they can offer support to these men who are going through challenges in their sexual health? 
this is such an important topic that uh, we we could probably spend uh, an hour talking about it. I'm so glad that that, that you are, are bringing this up for your listeners. My wife's a gynecologist, and she sees the female side of of male sexual dysfunction even more so than I than I do. So I get a lot of information from her and, and her practice and her discussions with women. But at Obsidian Men's Health, we definitely take a couple's approach. And it is very difficult for men to talk about these issues, to seek medical care for sexual dysfunction. It, it's just so difficult. I mean, men are just not good about going to the doctors in general, never mind uh, going to the doctor for problems uh, in the bedroom. But we want to take a couple's approach, and we encourage women uh, who have uh, male sexual partners who are experiencing sexual dysfunction to take an active role. Bring it up with your, your sexual partner. Uh, recognize that there's a problem. Recognize that things are not functioning perfectly in the bedroom and that you know your sex life is important. Uh, it's, it may not be the most important thing in a relationship, but it, it is certainly important to many relationships. And as, as a woman, rec- recognize that there's a problem and try to encourage their, their male partner to acknowledge it and to seek the appropriate care. In, in, in my experience, very often the woman is the driving force to getting that man to the doctor for his low libido, his testosterone deficiency syndrome, or his erectile dysfunction. Because frankly, I think women... Uh, are more interested in health than men, and, and they recognize that that these sexual problems can be uh, actually the sign of underlying medical issues and, and can be fixed and can be addressed, and they are often the driving force. But basically be understanding. Take part in the treatment. Uh, we encourage the, the women to always come to the appointments with, with their uh, husbands and with their male, male sexual partners uh, because we not only want them to participate in the treatment of the of the male patient, but we want to understand what their sexual goals happen to be as a couple. We don't want to just focus on the man and say, well, we just want to meet his goals uh, in the bedroom. We want to understand what, uh, what her goals are as well and what she sees as a problem, what her perspective is on the issues at hand. And we want that couple to work together on treating these problems. And the treatments that I employ as a urologist for the treatment of male sexual dysfunction, they all work so much better when the female understands what we're treating, why we're treating it, how these treatments work. Uh, it can make all the difference in the world uh, for achieving a better sex life, not just for the man, but, but for, for both members of, of that relationship. Oh, that's wonderful information. Well, my guest has been board-certified urologist and men's sexual health expert, Dr. Mark Richmond. Dr. Richmond is also co-founder of Obsidian Men's Health, and he is definitely a wealth of information. Dr. Mark, where can our listeners contact you or learn more about what you do? The best place to learn more about our, our practice and, and get in touch with me would be to go to our website, uh, which is www.obsidianmenshealth.com. Com. And we are located in McLean, Virginia, but we see patients from uh, all over the globe, actually, and uh, we would be happy to, to hear uh, from any of your listeners. Well, thank you so much for sharing your time and 
helping to educate the listeners on matters of men's health. I really appreciate you you having me as a guest, and and your questions are just wonderful. Uh, such a such an educational opportunity uh, for your listeners, and and uh, it was a privilege to be on the show. Thank you. It's such a privilege to have you. And for our listeners, again, we thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining me every week. I do appreciate you showing up every week. And please remember that if you've missed any of our episodes, you can go to my website at drdianethompson.com. There are archives available, and they're also available on FMG Radio, Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, TuneIn. You can find us anywhere. Uh, Please remember that your health is your wealth. So do something healthy for yourself. Until next time, everyone. You have been listening to Health Talk with Dr. Diane M.D. on 1570 AM WIGO. Please tune in every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the best in inspirational health information. If you have missed any part of this broadcast, would like to find out more about Dr. Diane A. Thompson, or would like to receive her ebook on stress, please go to drdianethompson.com. That's drdianethompson.com. And like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Thompson. Remember, your health is your wealth. So do something healthy for yourself. Have a great evening.